Support for today's Heat Treat Radio episode is provided by ThermProcess 2023, the world's leading trade fair for industrial thermal processing technology. Learn more about the show at www.thermprocess-online.com. And welcome to Heat Treat Radio. Whether you're listening to us or tuning in via video on heattreattoday.com forward slash radio, we're glad to have you. In this episode, we're delving into the world of salt bath heat treating with Doug Glenn, publisher of Heat Treat Today and Heat Treat Radio's host, joining three gentlemen from Coaling Corporation. Listen now as Dennis McArdle, Ken Minaletti, and Jay Mystery talk about what salt bath heat treating is and why heat treaters should consider this method as well as a bit of company history. All right, well, welcome everyone to a, another episode of Heat Treat Radio. Really, really excited today to be talking about salt bath heat treating with the uh, good people at Colleen Corporation. So that's in, in front of us here today. Let me introduce the folks and then we'll we'll get rolling. First off, gentlemen, welcome to Heat Treat Radio. Really glad to have you. Let me introduce you. When I mention your name, maybe just give a high sign, although I think your names will probably be up on the screen. First person I'd like to introduce is Ken Minaletti who's Vice President of Thermal Processing at Upton Industry, now a Colleen Corporation company. Ken has 45 years of experience in all areas of the company operations relating to the design and manufacture of salt bath furnace systems and other thermal processing systems. Uh, when Colleen purchased uh, Upton in 2021, Retaining Ken was a, a critical part of that uh, of the terms of the sale. He's an expert in the field and well-respected in the industry and known Ken for a many, many years. So Ken, it's really good to, really good to be visiting with you today. Thank you for the invitation, uh, Doug. You bet, you bet. Next person, Dennis McArdle is uh, there with the map behind him. Dennis is the executive <laughs> VP of Colleen Corporation. Dennis has 34 years of experience at Colleen in all aspects of salt bath manufacturing and operation. As executive VP, Dennis is uh, very well respected and considered an expert in salt bath technologies for industry, serving hundreds of customers. So Dennis, welcome, really good to see you. you, Known you for many years as well, so yeah. yeah. And finally, uh, last but not least by any stretch, Jay Mystery, Senior Sales Representative of Heat Treating Chemicals at Colleen and Upton. Uh, And Jay uh, came to Colleen in 2001 as well, with 33 years of experience at Park Thermal International as their former CEO. Jay is a high energy forward thinker, which I can attest, I think that's true. And he cultivates and maintains strong industry relationships as the head of Colleen's heat treat chemical sales. Jay is a wealth of information, wealth of important historical information and ideas. So there you go, gentlemen, you sound good to me already. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, we were we were talking before we hit the record button that the, I read these bios. And I said, "Boy, we sound good." So yes, you do. And it, fortunately, we can say they're those are true. So really good to have you guys. All right, so we want to talk about uh, salt bath heat treat uh, a bit. And uh, just for the listeners, I want to lay out a bit of an outline. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about a bit about Colleen Corporation first because there's been some pretty significant activity at Colleen. And we're going to talk to Dennis about that for a minute. Then we're going to talk about the equipment, salt bath equipment. We're going to talk to Ken mostly about that. And then we're going to talk about materials. And we'll, we'll hit Jay for most of those things. So for our listeners and viewers, that's what we're going to do. 
So Dennis, you're you're up first. I uh, want to talk Wonderful. to you a bit about uh, about Colleen. Uh, yeah. A lot of activity over there. So a lot of activity. Us... We're we're very excited. So uh, um, yeah. tell us a bit about the history first, very briefly, sure. and then I want to talk about the present day. Sure, my pleasure. Well, Colleen Corporation was founded in 1939, and we're a privately held small business um, in Detroit. Uh, we're a single source supplier of process equipment, process chemistries, technical service and support. R&D, development, lab support services, engineering design capabilities. I mean, we've got basically the whole, the whole gamut of uh, uh, supply chain. So yeah. our processes are used in a wide variety of industries, Doug. So it's really hard to you know, go yes. into a mall, but I mean, it, typically the difficult metal cleaning applications is where we've, we've made our bones. Um, and then, when you look at it uh, in 2021, we entered the heat treat marketplace uh, with the acquisition of Upton Industries, which is a renowned name in the yeah. heat treating industry of, uh, of both supplier of equipment, but also technologies. Um, and we also at the same time uh, took on the industry proven chemistries of Park Thermal International. And yeah. those chemistries are really the lifeblood of what we're gonna be doing in the heat treat industry. Um, and we're excited. We're very excited about the future and what we see coming along. Uh, when you think about it, we both Ken and I were talking uh, now with the combined companies, we have 170 years of salt bath experience. So it's, it's, wow. it's an unbelievable synergy that we bring to our, to our uh, company now. It's really yeah. exciting. That is exciting. So just for, because I want to be clear on, on before the acquisition of Upton and things of that sort, what was the, what was the, and I'm sure it still is, but what was the core uh, markets that you guys were serving? You mentioned it was like metal cleaning? Metal cleaning, yeah. When you look at it uh, traditionally, when we were initially founded, we were doing um, uh, cast iron cleaning for for the Navy, uh, okay. and we do we still do that process that was developed in the 40s. Uh, when you look at it, steel, of course, to scaling is the largest portion of our business. Uh, but we also are in the engine remanufacturing sector, the aerospace mm -hmm. sector. We've we've got a great deal of uh, um, breadth, if you will, of uh, di different industries that we supply our cleaning technologies to. Right. Right. Okay. Super. No, that's good to know. Your company's been around a long time. I mean, you mentioned that it's uh, Upton being a well-established uh, name. I I have I've been in the industry a long time. I've heard of Colleen for quite a long time, even in the thermal processing industry, heat treat industry, sure. if you will. Sure. Yeah. So we, you guys have been around. It's, we have. Uh, yeah. It's it's good. So congratulations. All right. So I want to get just a minute before we move on to Ken and ask him some. Uh, questions about the uh about the equipment specifically so i'm curious and i'm sure many people out there would like to know what is driving this i mean you've you've acquired two companies basically really right what's behind it i mean what's the sounds like you're on well, a growth mode <clears throat> we are um you know obviously we're a family held company uh we're in our fourth generation now um and we have uh we have always looked at that sector, the heat treat sector as an opportunity. Obviously, yeah. when we were doing the salt bath nitriding, we touched on it a bit, but we, yeah. we really didn't get into it as we wanted to see and 
in, in experience. And uh, when we looked at it, it was always in the back of our mind, should we enter that marketplace? And uh, believe it or not, it was uh, one of the owner's sons, Tim Shoemaker, who really started making the inroads of why don't we go after this? Why don't we look at this more seriously? And yep. he was a driving influence along with his brother, Peter, to, to move into this. The opportunity arose. It was uh, like a, uh, I won't say a perfect storm, but everything fell together just beautifully at the right time, yep. place, and it just worked out fantastic. Great, great. Oh, that's good. So, so let, let, let me transfer uh, transition over to Ken because I want to just kind of piggyback at Dennis. Thank you very much. So I want to I want to talk to Ken just a minute about the the whole acquisition Upton becoming a part of Colleen. Can you give us a quick quick overview? How would that happen? Sure. You know, obviously, everybody looks to continue the longevity of the corporation as we proceed. We're not, we're all not getting any younger. Uh, quite <laughs> frankly, Upton was started in 1937. So we were two years ahead of Colleen Corporation. Okay. All right. There you go. You got to respect yeah, your definitely. elders, Dennis, apparently, right? That's what right. right. <laughs> it had it always appeared, in my opinion, to be a very good fit. They are parallel lines of self yep. uh, treatment. We actually competed against Colleen for a number of years, primarily on and beat us a few times, a couple of times. <laughs> uh, but we found our mainstay to be in the heat treat industry when it came to thermal processing. Yeah, uh, the passing of the president of our company opened up the potential okay. for the uh, merger or acquisition, and it worked out very well. We worked with the Shoemaker family. And uh, came to an agreement back in October, so we're really heading in, completing our first year. Okay, October of 20, 20, October of twenty-one. Gotcha. Yeah, so we're we're one year into our uh, uh, leadership as a Colleen company, but yeah. they said they understand the importance of the brand name of Upton, and obviously that will not be going away. No, nope. right. That is a right. key point. I we think that's wise. That that name is is really very important to us in the branding. It's uh yeah. it's something we don't ever want to lose. Right. Yeah. Well, you guys have got two. I mean, the acquisition, both those companies, very good yeah. names in the industry. Yeah. Park Thermal, Park, Park Thermal, Thermal International. Well. Yep. Right. So Ken Upton is. I'm just uh, Upton is located where has been located where. We're in suburban Detroit in Roseville. Uh, we're probably okay. about a half hour drive door to door with the Detroit campus. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is that is that I didn't ask you guys this ahead of time. Is that location going to stay or are we going to consolidate yes. or okay? Yeah. So you're gonna okay, gotcha. Gotcha. That's good. All right. So Ken, back over to you on this now. Let's talk about the the salt bath equipment. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the people who listen to this are are manufacturers who have their own in-house heat treat. I'm guessing a large portion of them have stuff that's not salt bath, although I'm quite sure there are some that do. Talk to those people who don't have salt baths at this point. Why would they, why should they be considering salt bath equipment? Well, some of the big advantages, number one, is te temperature uniformity, plus or minus five degrees Fahrenheit, being a conductive liquid, meeting the spec of AMS 2750. Uh, process variables, you can really run multiple differing grades of material through the furnace, merely being limited by the operating temperature range of the salts. You run carbon steels, alloys, simple operation. There are no generators. There's no carbon balancing for an atmosphere, so you don't decarb. You rectify the bath to maintain pH, and that will prevent decarburization. So th those are some of the 
most straightforward examples for use. Versatility, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. And how about the different processes that can be run? I mean, in a, in a salt bath, what are, what are the different processes that can be run? Yeah, our core business is neutral hardening, os tempering, mark quenching and tempering, be it in salt or oil, aluminum solution treating uh, for the aircraft industry, and also aluminum dip brazing. Uh, we're becoming the worldwide leader in the supply of dip brazing equipment. And we have really opened up in the international markets. Again, it's that temperature uniformity aspect of the equipment. Uh, we get involved in a, one, one sector that's been taking off is the processing of nitinol material for the medical industry. Medical, okay. Yeah, again, uh, uniformity. Molten salt heat transfer systems, where the salt baths generating, obviously, uh, going to discharge into other equipment for uh, heating practices. And a final one, a unique, is ion exchange glass hardening, uh, cell phones. Okay. It, it provides for the transfer in the atomic structure of a potassium ion, potassium element, into the glass, gorilla glass. Uh, okay. We've talked we talk over the years with quite a few manufacturers. And it's, it is, it's a little bit of a niche market, but it is beginning to expand. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I've heard I've heard a lot about the processing of Gorilla Glass. I didn't realize that some of that's done in in, in salt. That's interesting. Uh, along with aircraft windshield, um, a whole okay. myriad of glass product that could be done in a molten salt bath furnace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so interesting. It's, it's kind of our core industry of, of what thermal processes we utilize. Yeah, yeah. All right. Very interesting. Very good. I want to come back to the dip braze just yeah. for a second, just to yeah. just to focus in on that a bit. So the dip braze we're doing. What typically? What type of materials are we are we brazing together? Is it is it a copper braze or what? How how's it work? No, it's, it's strictly aluminum. It's uh, aluminum furnace, braze. Furnace that'll run within the salt range. Uh, Jake can comment, but I believe it's about 1170, 1200 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. In sixty one grade of aluminum, uh, it goes through extensive cleaning practice. You'll preheat gradually for no distortion. You'll have your filler metals in place. It's fixtured on the product. Uh, they'll dip raise usually within 45 seconds. Filler metal melts. It's removed. It's either air-cooled, fog, or immersion quench. And gotcha. you end up with the finished product. Gotcha. Is that is that dip is that the type of dip is that the type of brazing that takes place in uh like with clad material is it is are you talking about it, heat exchangers and things of that sort? I'm talking about no? heat exchangers. We're talking about waveguides antenna yep. uh yep any number of products primarily into the uh communications uh satellite gotcha. uh, aerospace yeah. industries yeah and all of those uh, typically those brace processes and i guess you hit on that you hit on this ken was that the temperature tolerances have got to be within you know five degrees because yeah. otherwise you start melting down either your your base or your fins or whatever yeah right? the, the criticality of Brazing in the aerospace industry is definitely yeah. one advantage yeah. that molten salts have. Yeah, yeah. So one last question for you, Ken, and then, uh, uh, well, actually, actually two. Uh, we talked a little bit about the materials that you're that you're processing. Did we hit um, on that already? Yeah. Well, in neutral hardening, it could be medium to high grade okay. carbon steels, alloys. Obviously, the aluminum, the nitinol materials, um, yeah. stainless steels, somewhat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean. Again, you're not you're really only limited by the temperature operating range of the bath. You can run tool steels 22, right. 150 degrees. Right. Right. So okay. All right. So one last question I've got for you on this is in your experience, your 
however many years experience 39 with the company with the, the company has 30 39 or whatever but in okay. your experience you've probably seen ebbs and flows as far as interest in salt bath heat yeah. treating yeah okay where where are we on the on that spectrum right now are we at the are we at the peak are we growing or where, where think, are we i think we're still growing uh again yeah. one of the the avenues is the aerospace uh raising neutral hardening the advantage of the conduct conductive heating in a liquid you can heat material up uh, kind of rule of thumb three to four times faster than you can in an atmosphere furnace okay being able to heat up more quickly it will reduce the size of the equipment plant floor space is always at a, a high commodity uh, yep. so as opposed to a potential continuous atmosphere line mm -hmm. it can be run by a single operator uh, delivering, uh, say, a rack of lawnmower blades every eight minutes, you'll offload 120 lawnmower blades. Yeah. What is very, very high volume production. Yeah. All right. Good. Very, very good. Very good. Okay. Super. We'll return in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. The Thurn Process Trade Show in Dusseldorf, Germany, is the world's most important platform for the presentation of highly innovative technology and environmental concepts for industrial thermal processing plants. From June 12th to 16th, attendees of Therm Process will experience the emerging industry innovations that will drive future moves. Therm Process is part of the trade show quartet that happens every four years in Dusseldorf, Germany. The other events in the quartet are JIFA, METEC, and NUCAST. Industry representatives have been tasked with achieving climate neutrality by no later than 2050, facing what is probably the biggest transformation in their history. This decisive development will be reflected by the Dusseldorf Trade Fair Quartet. On the one hand, the challenges that the sectors face. On the other hand, the innovations that machinery and plant manufacturers offer to the metallurgical and casting industries worldwide. Learn more about attending Therm Process at www.thermprocess-online.com. Again, that's thermprocess-online.com. Now, back to the episode. Jay, I want to jump over to you with a few questions, if I can. Uh, so materials and salts and things of that sort, I'm probably going to ask you the most difficult questions, just so you know, Jay, because I think there's, when we deal with salts, I know immediately most people's minds go to, uh-oh, salts, you know, I got to be careful. But let, let's talk about that for just a little bit. Are there any any types of new materials, if you will, new media out there? that that people should know about new new salts or things of that sort well the, the salt products have not really changed very much over the years you have your standard uh neutral salts and the quench salts uh they haven't changed a whole lot over the decades uh and and that that is good for all the customers using the product because they want that continuity the most difficult, uh, difficult sell to a customer is when you chart, start changing salts. And that, that seems to create some problems because the specs have already been established for what type of salts to use. And when you start playing with the formulations and things like that, uh, that discourages a lot of customers from trying new things, simply because a lot of them are aerospace-based, automotive-based, and they need to get the approvals from those sources before they make any of those changes. So you tend to, to maintain those salts uh, with very little changes. Right, and, that, and I assume 
the, the reason they're given those specs, let's say they're aerospace specs or whatever, is because they want to be sure that the salts are cleaned off and that the salts have the same properties during the thermal process that they're able to be cleaned off as well and all of that good stuff. Is that right? Is there anything else no. that is of concern? 100%. Uh, uh, salt maintenance in the salt bath, uh, desludging in the case of brazing salts, uh, mm -hmm. sheeting, uh, all of those things are crucial to maintaining a good salt bath system, achieving temperature uniformity and getting excellent results. Uh, so all of those things go hand in hand for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. Okay, good. So uh, the other question I've got for you, in fact, I might back up and ask uh, Ken or Dennis's question too, is a supply chain question. Uh, you know, we're recording this, what? What is today? This is the last day of September, <laughs> right? Supply chains are, are, are they're, messed up. Let's they're just say. challenged. They're they definitely are, yeah. challenged, Doug. Yeah, everybody's on that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. How about on salts, Jay? Are are we having any supply chain issues? We we still have challenges and so on uh, in terms of raw materials. But uh, uh, Pete Shoemaker and his group have done a fantastic job in terms of making sure that our needs are met. Uh, deliveries sometimes alter based on uh, uh, deliveries of raw materials, but uh, we still continue costs are difficult to hold at any given time. They're ever changing. Um, so we, we spend a lot of time with our customers to try and explain the changes in costs. Salt products have generally been very stable, but today's world has changed everything. And so as opposed to holding pricing for three months to six months, now you're literally changing from an order to order. Uh, and, and that's difficult for a lot of our customers. Yeah. So you and I were talking before we hit the record button here about uh, about customers who might want to change supplier. Let's say somebody is having a supply chain issue with a current supplier and they want to they want to come over and talk to Jay Mystery about, you know, taking buying salts from from uh, Colleen slash Park Thermal International. Uh, we discussed a little bit about the concern about mixing salts. Can you address that a little bit? And it, it, any concerns there we need to worry about? Sure. Uh, going back earlier, when I mentioned that not much has changed in the, in the products, salt products per se, uh, and that's in line with, in keeping with the salt supplies that we have with the current customers. To answer your question, the formulations are essentially the same from one product to the other. And so, Customers really have nothing to worry about blending one salt to the other. Uh, in fact, it's to their advantage to have a secondary source or alternate sources because of supply chain issues. Um, but a lot of them have concerns. They don't have a chemical background. So there's always the hesitation, changing formulations and so on. But uh, we can match any salt product that's out there and our clients will be able to use it without any interruption. And I assume they, they, I assume you guys could do, even if, if there was question and they'd like validation, I assume you guys could probably do some sort of chemical analysis of their salts and verify that there's going to be no problem if necessary. Absolutely. And yeah. we have a full lab here that we could do salt analysis. In fact, we provide a service for quarterly analysis and maintain, maintenance and so on. Right. Absolutely. Right. Okay. All right. So here comes the hard question. Salts are hazardous, Jay. How do you address that? 
Salts or hazard? I mean, I don't know about, about everybody else, but when I hear salts automatic, I think, oh boy, EPA is going to be knocking at my door. Yeah, uh, I no doubt. I mean, uh, they are a hazardous product and one has to be aware of proper handling, disposal issues and so on. But I think with Ken's group, our group at Colleen, we can educate the customer and help them through all of the regulatory processes and make them aware. Uh, handling the products, as Ken mentioned, it's it's not very labor intensive. Typically, one guy can run a salt line type of thing. So from a worker exposure, uh, it's minimized. The continuous lines that Ken's uh, facility provides, it's always an enclosed system with the proper exhaust system. So all of those effluents and uh, emissions are taken care of and handled. We just spend extra time with new customers to make them feel comfortable with using salt products. Once they get the hang of it, uh, I think that most of them say that their worries were unfounded. Right. And can you agree? I mean, this is uh, the handling of handling of salts, the, the, the cost benefit analysis yeah. of going to a, a salt yeah. line far outweigh the, the, the downside. I, I think so. Uh, you know, as, as Jay was talking about the, uh, Discretionable areas, maybe East Coast, West Coast, as far as remediation, strict remediation. It's going to vary from locale to locale what your discharge requirements are. Out of the automated systems we build, strictly vent to atmosphere. There is no wet scrubber or any type of remediation on the fume. You will have metallic oxides in the uh, disposal media from the bottom of the high heat pot. That always needs to be analyzed you know, to determine what is the proper disposal method. You know, nitrate salts, uh, any company, any thermal process equipment company is going to be quenching in nitrates. If we're off-tempering, they're off-tempering. So it, it, it's the common challenge of the industry, I would say, because it is, it is the same equipment, same process. Yeah, yeah. Dennis, how about you? Any comments on this whole concept of the, the, the hazardousness of salts? And yeah. Yeah, but you well, guys, you guys have been doing this for decades, right? We've been so. doing it for decades, Doug, and we we we've over time uh, obviously optimized our systems and our processes to minimize any hazards or any any yeah. potential risk. I mean, we take a great deal of pride in building a properly uh, designed system that minimizes exposure, minimizes anything that could come along in the way of hazard. So we've uh, we've learned through the years how to do it, and we've gotten very good at doing it. Yeah, yeah, good. This, good. this also opens up an avenue for our Roseville campus. We can rely on Detroit on given situations where we need to take a, a more critical look at uh, right. remediation. Gotcha, gotcha. So probably focusing more on the heat treat side of things. Okay, any any interesting. We'll have to keep it relatively brief. Any interesting case studies that you can tell us about where somebody has either purchased equipment, purchased salts, whatever, that that uh, has just really been helpful to them? With regard to process insult, uh, repeatability, uh, your quench transfer, quench delay, that is all PLC controlled. We use encoders, variable speed drives. Uh, our Dan Murphy has done an excellent job in that capacity over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, Again, it, it's just everything can program into a PLC. Everything is brought in by Ethernet communication. We actually have a module that Dan uses, which allows him 
onto their plant floor from our engineering department in Roseville. Gotcha. You can, yep. can debug issues with programs or problems. Yeah, little industry 4.0 or whatever we're calling it now. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever number it is, right? Good. One of, the, one of the things to remember in the salt, uh, when we talk about heat treat and, uh, and uh, Ken mentioned nitinol medical sources and so on, we uh, at Park went through a scenario with a customer that was having issues with his salt bath. Um, we, we managed to help him clean the bath out and recharge it. But the interesting point with this customer was that he was producing the glass capsules that go into an EpiPen, which is crucial for a lot of people out there. And um, with the, the recent pandemic, all of the syringes, the billions of syringes used, that's all heat treated in, in connection with what Ken was saying with glass tempering. And that's a salt process that, that's actually right out there for everybody to experience. And uh, without the heat treating or the glass tempering, um, we wouldn't be able to produce needles, EpiPens, things of that. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's good stuff. All right. So as we wrap up, let me just ask you one last question. Let's just say, I mean, you guys know your customers, uh, you know, very well, much better than than I do. You know, I'm I'm a I'm an inch deep and three miles wide, but you know your customers. If there was a single message you would want to throw out there to your to your customers slash potential customers. What would it be, Dennis? If you don't mind, we'll we'll start with you. I mean, what's the what's the what's the message you want to leave with them here about salt bath? Well, I think uh, salt baths, as you said, they can uh, they can oftentimes bring a bit of intrepidation in in regards to whether I want to put a salt bath into my facility. But I think when you really set set foot and talk with us about what we're doing today, about the systems that we designed today. I think we were really going to be uh, um, put in a comfort zone when you when you see the the efforts that we go through from a design and engineering standpoint and all aspects of it. I mean, we 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 take a great deal of pride out of bringing not only the best system as as is available and technology wise, but also in keeping people comfort levels at a at a at a good position. Through training, I mean, when we go in and put a system in, we we train people on how to operate it, how to wake, you know, work it safely, and we 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 take take it very seriously when we put a system in, making sure everyone fully understands the operation and fully understands that they can come to us at any time, and we're there twenty four seven to take their questions and to help them and to provide assistance. So we we try to be a one stop source for for all of that. Yeah, that's, that's good. I assume that also, uh, Dennis, that if anyone out there listening has a has a question is just isn't quite sure if they want to do salt. I assume there are probably places you can take them to show oh, them some installed lines. And absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's, good. that's the sort of relationship that we have with our customers. Uh, it's it, it goes without saying that depending on the process, we can almost always get them in to see a facility yeah, yeah. that's operating a system today. It's always good when your customers let you back in the plant. That's right. always a good, that's a good sign. Right, right. right. <laughs> Jay, how about you? Anything, last message, and then Ken will finish up with you. Just to uh, follow up on what Dennis said, I think the biggest advantage all of our customers or potential customers would have is that we are the single source. 
for right. anything yeah. related to equipment, to process, to operation, to pump outs, from start to finish, you make one phone call and we're here to answer all of the questions. You don't need to go to many various right. people. So it truly is a one-stop uh, shop where you can get all your answers with one phone call. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Ken, how about you? I agree 100% with Dennis and Jay. Uh, the only thing I would add is being allowed the opportunity to communicate with customers. Don't dismiss something at face value just because a rumor mill is saying it's a nasty, it's, you know, you're going to have hazardous waste and everything else. Allow us to present the advantages of the equipment. And uh, I think a lot of times that opens a lot of eyes. Everybody thinks of the old salt pot furnace with salt all over the floor. And it's, that's yeah. not the issue anymore. They're automated, yeah. they're enclosed, they're ventilated, limited operator access. So yeah. right. there are advantages. Gotcha, gotcha. So basically don't believe the questions I was asking about the nastiness <laughs> of salts, basically. <laughs> no, I agree. I threw that out there just as devil's advocate. I agree. Right. I think there's, I, and I do think that's probably a great point to conclude on is that, listen, don't, if you have thoughts from the past, ideas, you know, yes. perceptions yeah, from the past of what salt bath, let's not limit to that. I at least no. give it a shot, right? At least come, give come, it a shot. Come and see us, come and ask us, and uh, yeah. let us show you what we're doing today. It's it's, right. it's a remarkable, remarkable advancement instead yeah. of, you know, what we had yeah. 80 years ago. Yeah, as Dennis Excellent. says, I mean, we can use a referral to a customer, we can do yeah. site visits. Right. Gotcha. Uh, Upton's, Upton Roseville has always been the advantage. We have a very good customer base and we yep. have always had the uh, dialogue to be able to bring potential Upton customers in. Take a look. Good. Yep. Good. Well, it sounds to me, gentlemen, like uh, Colleen Upton Park Thermal is on the on the upswing. I congratulate oh, very you. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. yeah. I congratulate you guys and uh, look forward to talking with you again. So, but thank you. Thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Doug. Come thank see you. us at Furnaces, Doug. Yeah, well, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> trust me. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode with the gentleman from Colleen Corporation. Heat Treat Radio is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and the website www.heatreattoday.com forward slash radio. If you'd like to get in contact with the gentleman, head over to www.colleen.com or reach out to me and I can put you in touch. My email is bethany at heattreattoday.com. Do you have a new or interesting idea that you want to hear discussed on Heat Treat Radio? If so, let me know. Also, if you'd like to sponsor a future episode, let me know at bethany at heattreattoday.com. If you want to explore the topic of salt bath heat treat or any other heat treat method, learn more at heattreattoday.com where you can find videos, articles, ebooks, and more on a variety of heat treat topics that have been curated for the North American heat treat market, especially for manufacturers who have in-house heat treat shops. Heat Treat Radio would like to thank Therm Process 2023 for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about the show at www.thermprocess-online.com. This and every other episode of Heat Treat Radio is the sole property of Heat Treat Today and may not be reproduced in part or in whole without advanced written permission from Heat Treat Today. And I'm Bethany Leon. Thank you for listening. Thank you.